What's up, Familia? Dayspring here with a reaction to our New York Comic Con news that we got at the Marvel Next Big Thing panel today. I unfortunately could not have been there IRL. Scott Free was there IRL, our co-host on the podcast. Scott Free was there IRL. But I had to jet out of New York Comic Con for one day today to come here to Providence, Rhode Island to do a gig. So... You know, of course, it had to be the day when all this X news got revealed. But it's okay, because we are going to have a good time. I have a glass of wine. I'm unwinding from my gig. I'm in my hotel room. And I didn't bring my headset. So we are going to... We are going to review, dissect, analyze all of the news we got today. And we're getting Fall of the House of X and Rise of the Powers of Ten. We're assuming it's Powers of Ten. I haven't seen the full panel, but when we had Agent M, he said, I don't know if it's Powers of X or Powers of Ten. I assume it's Powers of Ten to line up with like what Hickman did with Powers of Ten and House of X. But So we got a trailer for it, and it says the end of the X-Men's Krakone Age begins January 2024. So I'm so excited you guys came on a good night. We're going to have so much fun. Get comfortable. Get a glass of wine or Pellegrino if you're eating pizza or any snacks. Let's do it together. But, you know, I I am a big fan of the Krakoan age coming to an end. I know in past episodes I've said, hey, you know, I personally haven't been vibing with the Krakoan Age, but I understand how it's been from an IP perspective because the Krakoan Age has really revitalized the X-Men franchise. There's no denying that Hickman's reboot in 2019 put the X-Men back on the map. I mean, before that, it was IVX and X-Men Disassembled. And, you know, when you go back and you read something like X-Men Disassembled, it's actually not as bad as we remembered it as we were experiencing it. But we had AV, IVX. X, we, well, AVX as well, but IVX and Age of X, man. And those stories were, I mean, man, they were like a sucker punch to us. X stands. And listen, I love Nate Gray, so for me to be like Age of X, man, was not good. Familia, it just was not good. It didn't land. So when the Krakoan Age came, it was kind of a breath of fresh air, and the stories were really exciting. And then we were so excited for Dawn of X, and all the possibilities that could come with it. I, I know I was so excited for Moira to be back as a mutant, as a long-term X-Men fan who loves 90s nostalgia. You know, I can hear Mr. Scott Free's voice being like, oh, no, <laughs> to the 90s nostalgia. But I love the 90s. That's when I grew up with Phalanx Covenant, Onslaught, Age of Apocalypse. That's always going to be my jam. Um Moira is supposed to be a human ally. She's supposed to be the human scientist who was the one in a million chance who got the legacy virus. And to bring her back as a mutant, and not only just a mutant, but the mutant was so incredibly amazing for me, finding out that she had all these multiple lives and that she has been working in the background. I mean, it, it was a wonderful setup. I see this all the time. My favorite Reign of X book was drumroll please sword and i love seeing fabian cortez in that book i loved the art it was just such a wonderful book for me i loved it 
and obviously changed into X-Men Red. But then I feel, and I say this all the time on the podcast, that around Inferno, around Trial of Magneto, when those stories were running, the X-Books kind of lost their way. And Trial of Magneto was not a very good story. We think Williams is a very capable writer. We've had her on the podcast twice before, but Trial of Magneto did not land, and Inferno did not land at all. I don't know what the purpose of Inferno was, and you know Hickman was the one who kicked off the Krakoan Age, and I just was not impressed with his swan song. So, you know, the the, the books have kind of fumbled for me. Uh, you know how I feel about Fall of X. I'm not enjoying Fall of X. I don't like Shadowcat with a K. I think Kamala being a mutant is an insult to us who had to live through the push of the Inhumans. And, you know, I get the same comments over and over again. They're like, well, Paul, Dayspring, she was originally supposed to be a mutant, so they're just course correcting. It's like, yeah, well, Nightcrawler was supposed to be on the Legion of Superheroes over at DC. You know, things change editorially in the background for the better. And let me tell you, I really like Kamala as an Inhuman. And I think if her series would have ended with her being an Inhuman and the fact that we were getting Black Bolt in a comic-accurate costume in Multiverse of Madness, I think they could have saved the Inhumans franchise. But, you know, it's fine. I think some other people have been really receptive to that. I, I applaud them for that. You know, we, we, we are coming at seeing some of the numbers that have come in with Miss Marvel, that it is one of the lowest, you know, viewed MCU television shows on Disney+. Plus. I don't know why, because it was actually a great series, and if you love that first volume, you will absolutely love that series as well. The first volume of Miss Marvel in the comics, you're going to love the Disney Plus series. But, you know, we're also getting news that the on-sale, the pre-sale tickets for the Marvels isn't doing so well. It's like, oh, so... You know, I don't know why we're being, why Kamala is being pushed. Great character, love her very much. Would happily love to have her on the in the X family, but I think let's focus on getting the X Men back on track before you do all this MCU synergy. But so those are been my general feels for those of you who are tuning in for the podcast for the first time to seeing this video. We do have this trailer that just dropped for Rise of the Powers of Ten and the Fall of the House of X. And why don't we look at it? We're going to react to it. I kind of already saw it, you know, because I, I did post it on our Instagram page when I was on my train over here. But let's take a look at it. Let's dive in and we're going to discuss our feels for it. Cyclops and Cyclops appears to be in well Cyclops first of all looks so young in this shot and his like goggles obviously they're supposed to mask his powers but it's making him look so young he's like he looks like I'm like I, I, I immediately thought was this teen Cyclops <laughs> you know are we are we back in the past but that's supposed to be our Cyclops who's being captured by Orcus and he's being released here as a beautiful shot of the sun not being released, it's being brought before it looks like a jury, a courthouse. You know, he's going somewhere where it's very public and there's protests. Now, the thing about these protests, I was thinking about it when I when I was like getting ready for this video. On the left side, it says out of our planet mutants or out, you know, on the planet mutants, but then on the other, it says like welcome to get we're together with the X-Men, right? And like those people look happy there while these people look angry. So are they 
are, are they trying to do a commentary on the times we live in where we're so divided on social media and on every issue? Who knows? But Cyclops is walking there. They're the Stark Sentinels. He is walking to this courthouse. And we're going to black the Marvel logo. Oh, one thing I do want to say. I think the music for this trailer is good. It's a Marvel logo. Okay, so this looks like I theorize as we're going to be seeing here. So as we know from the solicitations, we know that Orcus is summoning the Celestials. So I think that cosmic shot is the Celestials at their finest. The X-Men of today. And there's Nimrod going up against Shadowcat with a K. <laughs> You're like, that's not a challenge at all. Shadowcat with a K with Wolverine and Nightcrawler and Kamala, Miss Marvel. I mean, listen, Juggernaut, Jean, Xavier, Emma, they all fell when Nimrod crashed the Hellfire Gala. I'm sorry. What does Shadowcat with a K and Nightcrawler have that they're going to be able to, to, to beat up Nimrod with? No, I'm sorry. And, and, and no shade to Kamala, but she's still like a high school hero. And, and, and I know she's very seasoned, and I love Kamala very much, but if Jean Grey is falling to Nimrod. I don't believe that Kamala, Nightcrawler, or or Shadowcat with a K could go up against him. Wolverine only because he has the healing factor and the adamantium. But you know, it's the X-Men of today and the X-Men of tomorrow. They're always X-Men of tomorrow. That's a hallmark of this franchise and that's why we love it so much. Damn Familia. Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you, I think I'm getting kind of tipsy from this wine. So mm. We are going to have fun breaking down all this New York Comic Con news. You came on such a good night, guys. Okay, and the X-Men of tomorrow. All right, so that's Sync, obviously there. Uh, Wolverine, he endures. Shadowcat with a K. There she is uh, with some Apocalypse DNA, I guess. That's the only thing I can surmise with uh, Captain Krakoa, who is now, you know, in this iteration, it's Kamala, who's Captain Krakoa, and a Iron Man with, I was going to say Groot technology, obviously Krakoan technology. So from the solicitations, we know that the House of X has fallen, House of Xavier has fallen, and 10 years later, Rise of the Powers of 10 kind of come into play. So this is another dystopian future. Think of it a la Days of Future Past. And here we are. And, you know, Powers of Ten, as we originally saw. You know, I am kind of like, we don't even know who the new Captain Krakoa is on Uncanny Avengers. But now we have a third Captain Krakoa, which is Kamala. I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I like the idea of Captain Krakoa. I, I definitely think Betsy or Rachel should have been Captain Krakoa. You know, or, or you leave Cyclops with Captain Krakoa. I, you know, you know my feelings about Kamala being being a mutant. So the fact that she's a poster child here as Captain Krakoa, I don't know. But this is, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Familia. If Captain Krakoa did not take off for Scott Summers in the X-Men book, you know, I, 
we, we did a couple speculation videos on who Captain Krakoa could be in Uncanny Avengers. And I'm telling you, no one's talking about Captain Krakoa. So if you want to make uh, Miss Marvel Kamala front and center in the X-Books, if you want to push her as a poster child for, for mutants, I may not like it, but I understand your marketing strategy for it. Um, why are you giving her the Captain Krakoa mantle? Like, it, it hasn't worked. It has failed. Miss Marvel deserves better. Kamala deserves better than than being a byproduct of corporate greed and also people who just don't understand the character. I don't. Again, it it may be the second glass of Cabernet talking, but I just I would rather see her there in a variation of her Miss Marvel outfit maybe she's a captain marvel with an x symbol instead of the bolt i don't know it, don't come at me in the comments for it but what i'm trying to say is i captain krakoa as a mantle has not worked out at all i don't know why you're gonna if you're pushing kamala why you're giving her this mantle because it's clearly a mantle that has not been has not captivated anyone and i wonder why i'm like why hasn't captivated anyone i think it's something to do with the design to be honest Anyway, so that's the team. All right, let's continue. Uh, must wage a war against extinction. I you like that. I love, it reminds me of Second Coming. Well, you know, the X-Men are always fighting extinction, right? Since the Messiah era. But in Second Coming, there's this wonderful, like, splash page that Greg Land drew that um, you really see the X-Men across all time and space fighting for survival and i think that's what i love about the x-men when they are fighting for survival for equality for a place in the world i absolutely love that so much about them so you know must wage a war against extinction absolutely all right so that's obviously a celestial and i think that's nimrod there because nimrod is summoning the celestial and we'll get into that a little bit more we'll read the solicitations across their entire existence. Oh, I just said a variation of that. I only saw this trailer once or twice, so it's almost like I'm seeing it again because I just did a gig. And uh, that's fine. All right, so there is Omega Sentinel, Nimrod, obviously Dr. Stasis and Moira, and I think this is where they're trying to locate Celestial. But surviving. Okay, and obviously there's... The, the the powers of ten team, Captain Captain Krakoa and Shadowcat with a K. Oh gosh, I love Kamala so much. I think Kamala deserves better than this right now. Shadowcat with a K. You know, Kitty. If you listen to my very first podcast episode, I was saying Kitty Pride is a character that's a bit overrated. Sadly, I think Captain Kate has worked so well for the character. I'm sad that they went back with Shadowcat with the K. But Kitty literally changes her costume like every month. Why for 10 years is she still Shadowcat with the K? Oh! With like Apocalypse Kitty or something like that. I would love it if she was just something else. But I mean, Kamala is. Yes. Okay. Hinges on the return. Ooh, oh, Okay, there's some Magneto helmets. I, I Maybe someone can educate me in the comments. I don't know what the green goo is. It's like green blood there. I mean, is that going to be a key to his resurrection? We know it's not like, it's not the yolk of the eggs that they have for resurrection. But yeah, there we got uh, all the Magneto, classic Magneto helmets of their greatest enemy. Oh, I remember not liking the statement. Here's the thing. I don't like the statement. <laughs> I don't like the statement because I don't think Magneto is their greatest enemy. 
I think when you have someone like Nimrod and Moira coming in and massacring them at the Hellfire Gala, uh, their greatest enemy becomes something different, right? Magneto, don't get me wrong, Magneto has done some atrocious things in the past, but you know when you when you look at his history, he has been more of an anti-hero before the greatest enemy. And especially during Morrison's new X-Men, and he destroyed New York, he was absolved of those sins because it was supposed to be Zornito. It was supposed to be Sublime possessing Zorn, you know, impersonating Magneto, whatever. You know, it's been a couple years since that theory has, since anyone's tackled that theory, but of their greatest enemy. I just don't, I think, I think Nimrod is our greatest enemy. I think that marketing team would be wise to be reading the books because i think the editorial team has done a fantastic job of making nimrod a present time threat because we know nimrod in the future is responsible for a dystopian days of future timeline right and now that he's coming up online this is like the x-men's greatest failure finally happening and that's why there's a sense of urgency so i don't think magneto's their greatest enemy i think this is just bombastic marketing copy and familia you know how much i dislike being spoken down to how much i dislike marketing copy that's just more fluff than anything else so sorry magneto is not their greatest enemy that, that's a beautiful shot of Magneto, by the way, with all his helmets there, right? All of his hel helmets from the Revolution era, from the Krakoan age, from all of, for all around. I love this shot. Evolution is inevitable. Evolution is inevitable for humans, right? Because that's what we found out, that mutants always lose, that humans eventually evolve with the failings. So are they saying evolution is inevitable? Um... Okay, so that's obviously Emma and Nimrod and Omega Sentinel. And Emma's shattered again. Emma loses her arm again. Oh, poor Emma. Always being shattered. I guess that must be the the, the fallen timeline. So I, I guess what's going to happen is that we're going to see the X-Men lose in House of X, a fall of the House of X, and then Rise of the Powers of Ten. They'll travel back in time and fix everything. I guess that's how they're going to do it. Oh. Extinction is inevitable. Oh, optional. You know, I, they've already covered the Extinction storyline so well. I don't need to lean into Extinction copy here. But, I, don't, I mean, listen, we got Extinction storylines with um, the Messiah Complex and IVX, right? That is, as we finished the Messiah story, then IVX picked up. And we were all like, what, the mutants now, because of the Terrigan Mist, are facing Extinction? Like, oh, we had to go through the story again? Arrgh. Fine, sure. Okay. You know, ah, I I wish they would move on from Extinction. This is less about Extinction and more about losing and the prosperity of mutant culture. That's where I would like them to go, but it's fine. Oh, there's Magneto looking really great. Yeah, he has a lot of wrinkles under his eyes there. Uh, his helmet looks good. Yeah, okay. Really great animation. Fall of the House of Axe and Rise of the Powers of Ten. Okay. Right, and there are the covers for Rise of the Powers of Ten. And we have the team we already discussed, Sink, who is in a hover chair 
We have Iron Man with Krakoan technology, whoever that Iron Man is. We have Miss Marvel as Captain Krakoa, and we have Wolverine. And then for fall of the House of X is no wonder the House of X falls because it's Shadowcat with a K, Nightcrawler, Colossus, and Wolverine. Listen, I like I like Nightcrawler, Colossus, and Wolverine. And again, if it was Captain Kate, I'd be like, that's great. But it's Shadowcat with a K. By the way, I really do love the issue of X-Men where Wolverine, Nightcrawler, and Colossus mourn Kitty's loss. It's really, it's a very beautiful, beautiful issue. So, you know, I'm glad to see all them all here. Oh, and the resurrection of Magneto! Gasp! We had no idea that Magneto was coming back. None whatsoever. What? He deleted his backups. How is he coming back, right? Death. Why, why kill off the character if he's going to be back a year and a half later? It, it makes no sense to me. I mean, the, the entire point of resurrection in the Krakoan Age from an editorial standpoint, was to stop telling stories that involve the characters dying and returning. And yet, here we are. I think Ben Percy kind of has fun with it. You know, he does kind of like a Kenny from South Park with Quentin Quire, where he always dies and comes back. That's fine. I, I don't mind a gag. And I don't mind that the X-Men die on missions and then the next panel, they're resurrected. But at this point, death is still a major player with X-Men stories. That was never been... Absolved. All right, let's dive into some of the other stuff that was revealed today. All right, so let's go into the solicitations. X-Men Fall and Rise official trailer, Marvel Comics. Also debuting at the panel was a startling X-Men Fall and Rise trailer, which gives fans a sneak peek at never-before-seen artwork from the upcoming series, and it wouldn't be a new chapter for Mutant Kind without a gorgeous promotional image from superstar artist Mark Brooks. Yeah, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that momentarily, Familia. In the spirit of his unforgettable art pieces drawn for Krakoan milestones like House of X and Powers of Ten, Ten of Swords, and Destiny of X, did he draw Destiny of X though? No, I don't think he drew Destiny of X. He drew he drew Inferno, but not Destiny of X. Because Destiny of X, I think, was someone else. Let's see, really quickly here. Destiny of X, X-Men promo image. I'm happy to be wrong. 100% happy to be wrong. No, it's not, it's not Mark Brooks. The Destiny of X promo was actually... Was Lionel Francis Yu and Sunny Go. Hmm... That meant Inferno. They meant the Inferno one. We're not going to be too mean about it, but they meant the Inferno one. But I, I, here's, here's the thing. I, I don't want to be that person anymore with this kind of stuff. But, like, again, I don't work for the company, and I have a full-time job, and I know these things. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's curious that no one knew that this was that they got this wrong and it's still up by the way this is hours later and they still have destiny of x there the brooks you know that, that mark brooks did it he did not do that anyways brooks once again spotlights the current stars of the x-men franchise as they brace themselves for what's on the horizon we're going to break down that image too momentarily okay in 2019 fans witnessed the dawn of the Krakone age and jonathan hickman's groundbreaking house of x powers of 10 to interconnected five issue limited series that span mutant history and future now 
The Krakoan Age ends in the same dramatic fashion in Fall of the House of X and Rise of the Powers of Ten, each delivering half of the story that will bring the Krakoan Age to its conclusion. Okay, well, is the Krakoan Age coming to an end then? I guess this is this is confirmation that it's coming to an end in the way that we know it and seeing the mark brooks image that's coming up you know we do see the mansion in the background so maybe it's not going to fully end in the way that we think it's gonna end but it sounds like they are going to move on from just a Krakone age the pair of series will feature the x-men of today and the x-men of tomorrow as they wage the final war against extinction across their entire existence as they wage the final war against extinction. No, I'm sorry. We will get another extinction storyline. If if time has taught us anything, Marvel copywriter, that we are gonna get another extinction level event for the X-Men. I, I just hate being spoken down to. I know I'm repeating myself here, Familia. I just hate it when I'm being spoken down to in marketing copy. It really does boil my blood. I just, here's the thing. As a reader who invests a lot of money, like I just what like paid eight dollars for gods, however much eight dollars, however much gods was, I paid for it. I'm paying like four ninety nine for for some books. Don't patronize me. Don't talk down to me as a reader. Like please, come on. I don't think Marvel understands that when it speaks up to its readers, readers respond really well to it. That's why the X-Men animated series has endured and why it's coming back. Why X-Men 97 is on the horizon is because the original series spoke up to its readers and or its viewers. It spoke up to its viewers. So, you know, just treat your audience as very uh, intelligent beings. I, I believe Brent Morrison, they said in an interview, they write for the intelligent 14 year old. And I'm fine with that, right to the intelligent 14 year old. But don't tell me that this is a final battle for extinction, like, come on. At this point, you know it's all elder, elderly millennials who are reading these marketing copies and reading these stories. So come on, we our, our, our intellect has evolved. I mean, you can't even be bothered to fact check that Destiny of X wasn't drawn by Mark Brooks. I mean, come on. Anyways, okay, 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 okay. Extinction across their entire existence. Evolution is inevitable. Extinction is optional. <laughs> okay. The two series are fittingly crafted by some of Krakoa's defining architects. And, you know, we'd list all of our, all of our creators here. Jerry Duggan, who's done X-Men Marauders. Lucas Warneck, who's done Immortal X-Men, Delivering Fall of the House of X, and a writer. Uh, Kieran Gillen, Immortal X-Men, and artist R.P. Silva. Powers of Ten, Delivering Rise of the Power of X, plus covers by House of X superstar artist Pepe Larraz. Great. Listen, I don't think Jerry Dugan's X-Men or Marauders have gone anywhere, but, you know, it, it, it's fine you know I, I think he is the flagship writer for the for the office right now so let's do it Lucas Warnex's Immortal X-Men all the art he's done is absolutely beautiful I think Immortal X-Men that Kieran Gillen is doing is is fun it's probably Immortal X-Men is probably the best book out of the roster right now and artist R.B. Silva I'm sorry I'm reading the copy as I'm talking about it R.B. Silva R.B. Silva is a fantastic absolutely a fan fantastic artists and likewise with Pepe Loras. so let's do it 
uh, a mutant kind's survival hinges on the return of their greatest leader and X-Men's former arch enemy, Magneto. I, yeah, I mean, the return of their greatest leader. I'd give Cyclops greatest leader. I, it's fine. Um, X-Men's former arch enemy, Magneto. He hasn't been an enemy for a very long time. I, it's, it, I would... I, I we, we can all pick it apart. We can be like he's been an enemy in this point, at this point in the story. But I would say that probably since Eve of Destruction, Magneto has been solidly an anti-hero. And I'm not again, I'm not counting Zornito. Not counting Zornito because that was not him. But I think since Eve of Destruction, you know, that was the final story where Magneto was just evil. Following Magneto's tragic death in last year's Axe Judgment Day. No one cares. No one read it. Storm embarks on an epic quest to restore him to life in Resurrection of Magneto. We love Storm. Let's see how Storm is going to bring him back to life. Although, give Storm something better to do. She's soul regent. Why is she resurrecting Magneto? Oh, God. Spinning out of his masterful work on both characters in X-Men, Red, Al Ewing, Brings fans this heart-wrenching four-issue saga. Ugh. We have to read four issues of Resurrection of Magneto. Fine. Oh, four issues. I'm already not looking forward to it. Can it just be a one-shot? Can it just be an $8.99 one-shot? Like 60 pages and half of it can be data pages. That's fine. Al Ewing is a good writer. I, I, I do enjoy X-Men Red. I like Sword. Sword was one of my favorite books for Reign of X. Al Ewing brings fans this heart-wrenching four-issue saga alongside artist Luciano Vejico. We love Luciano very much. We've had him on the podcast. Great artist. Absolutely love him. Uh, and he's done he's done X-Men Hellfire Gala 2023 and Marvel's Voices Iceman. All right. And the solicitations for Fall... The House of X, issue one out of five. Oh, they are really, I mean, I know they said this earlier. They're really going for it, Familia. It's going to be written by Jerry Dugan, artist, art by Lucas Warneck, cover by Pepe Larraz, on sale January 3rd. Marketing copy reads, Krakoa has just begun to fight in fall of the House of X, issue one. Mutant kind has never had a greater fall. <laughs> what about when Wanda said no more mutants? <laughs> What about when Onslaught turned out to be the it turned out to be Xavier and betrayed his entire team? That's fine. It is the greatest fall ever. Uh, from the highs of Krakoa, their own glorious nation, a place where they were safe and happy. To, <laughs> I'm sure they were happy. To the lowest of lows. <laughs> Outlaw, hunted, killed, most of their kind missing or dead. It sounds like a Tuesday night for the X-Men. And now one of their greatest leaders, Cyclops, is on trial. All right, so Cyclops is on trial, facing a death penalty. Ready or not, the time has come for the X-Men to make their final stand. The last stand right here. That's it. This is what the House of X is. It's the last stand, but for X-Men. I'm sorry, Familia. I know I'm just being negative right now, but I, I am approaching this with a bit of cynicism. Um, Cyclops is on trial for facing a death penalty. Well, you know what? Cyclops fell from the treehouse, and last time we saw him, he was in pretty bad shape. So I'm glad that he can actually get up and walk and seems to look really good going into court so yes in that trailer he was fa facing court 
Uh, ready or not, the time... <laughs> ready or not, the time has come for the X-Men to make their final stand against... <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. Go X-Men, final stand, last stand. I can't. Against the forces that have struck them low. The day is now. The place is here. The tale of the House of Xavier built will long be told. Dot, dot, dot. And few will forget this darkest chapter. There you go. Okay. All right. A Rise of the Powers of Ten, issue one. And it is written by Girion Gillen and art and cover by R.B. Silva. And it goes on sale January 10th. So a week later. And the fight for Krakoa has been lost in Rise of the Powers of Ten. Number one. Ten years ago, the mutants returned from their exile to try and reclaim the Earth from the forces of Orcus. They failed. <laughs> now, within the victorious Orcus, with their gauntlet choking the world, Nimrod and Omega Sentinel put their plan within a plan. Put their plan within a plan into action. Great. So that's Emma. So yeah, it was it was it was Emma who fell against them. They are su uh, they, they are to summon their binary god to consume everything in their ascension. All that stands between them is the X Men. What can they do? I mean, really, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't be afraid of Wolverine, Iron Man, Shadowcat with a K, and Captain Krakoa. I'm I, I'm sorry. I. You don't got Gene, you don't got Storm, you don't got Xavier, you don't have Emma Frost. I would be like, oh, this is going to be a walk in the park. Okay, Shadowcat with the K, whatever. The the, un, in the unassuming Shadowcat or Sprite or Ariel or whatever you're calling yourself these days to quote Emma from Astonishing X-Men. I, I wouldn't be afraid. But anyways, uh, between them is the X-Men. What can they do? They're the X-Men. They'll find a way. That's their power. Whist. Oh, my God. Is this a wine that's making this marketing copy sound insufferable? They're the X-Men. They'll find a way. That's their power. Don't speak down to me. Oh, I'm so angry. So begins a story beyond time and space and the rise of powers beyond our petty human intelligence. With the rise of powers beyond our petty human intelligence. Okay. Well, that... That is a solicitation copy if I ever read one. I, I want to know who writes the solicitation copies. If by any chance anyone from Marvel who writes solicitation copies is listening to our podcast, please hit us up at Power of Expen. I would love to know your approach for these solicitation copies. Uh, Resurrection of Magneto, issue one out of four, written by Al Ewing and art by Luciano Vejico and cover by Stefano Caselli on sale January 24th. <laughs> I can already tell I'm going to love this. It's a tale of life, death in Resurrection of Magneto issue 1. On Krakoa, resurrection from the dead was as easy as completing a circuit. But Krakoa fell. The time of easy miracles is over and only the hard roads are left. Now it falls to Storm, poor Storm. As the epic conclusion to the Krakone Age loom, she deserves better. She needs to stay a soul region once the Krakone Age is done to bring their oldest enemy home to fight against the fall of the House of X. But wait, if in the fall of the House of X, if, if they already fall, what's the point of bringing back Magneto? Because they, they fall. So bringing back Magneto is futile. 
I'm sure Magneto will pop up in Powers of Ten and uh, Rise of Powers of Ten, and and he will be the secret sauce that saves everything. But after all he did and all that was done to him, can Magneto bear to return? When we killed Magneto, there was a plan. Al Ewing explained, this isn't going to be a golden egg. Well, there you go. So it's not the golden egg yolk. Uh, easy path to resurrection. This is the hard road. Yeah, I know it's going to be the hard road. It's going to be four issues of a hard road. <laughs> we just need a one shot. Uh, check out the covers now and stay tuned in the weeks ahead for more X-Men news, including more series announcements. I got to tell you, I was hoping for something bigger. Uh, in January. I was hoping Hickman was going to return. I was hoping Morrison was going to return. I was hoping that we were going to get something really fun. And, you know, this marketing copy does not, it is not inspiring a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, faith here. All right. And now here's the big money maker. The reason why we're all here, which is to discuss this image right here. And I'm going to start off by saying, you know, the previous Mark Brooks images were a little, they were full of a couple things that just were inconsequential and didn't go anywhere. Like for House of X and Powers of Ten, the original, initial rollout for it, we did get Rachel as Phoenix, we did see Lalandra, we saw Disco Dazzler, we saw Havoc as an ex-baby. Blink was in the background in her Age of Apocalypse outfit, and none of those were factors at all. Even in the Ten of Swords image, we had Bobby, Cyclops, Rachel, and Armor with swords, and we know they were not sword wielders for Ten of Swords. So we're going to examine this image, and you know we're going to be cautiously optimistic we'll break down what we can break down um in, in here um you know we also saw the inferno image that mark mark brooks did and gene was slouched over you know what i mean with other members of the five and that was really inconsequential to the inferno era mystique was holding destiny's helmet over moira and that didn't seem to pay of any mind in the story so let's see let's see this image you know we'll break it down as best we can we'll we'll, we'll we'll give some thoughts and theories but one of the things i have to tell you and again i know i'm being pessimistic is you know we had the last supper for immortal x-men scene and there were some things in there that of course have panned out but largely there's so much in these things that we dissect and we try to see and they go nowhere so especially with the Mark Brooks covers, the previous ones, you know, they, a lot of the stuff in it was just nothing. It was inconsequential. So we'll look at everything here. We'll try to make some guesses. But I have no faith that this is all going to pan out a certain way. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I, I hope I get a flood of angry comments saying, no, Paul, you were wrong. There's, you know, this actually happens and this is why this was positioned here. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there. Okay, so... Initial first reaction, love the coloring. You know, I, I, I love seeing all of these costumes. I love this image. This is probably my favorite image out of all the Mark Brooks ones. Um, it, it should be noted it was Mark Brooks. Mark Brooks and Richard Isnovo. So I'm, I think this is probably the best one they've ever released. I'm really happy with it. It gets me excited. You know, I think the Reign of X one was pretty cool too. And this one makes me really happy. So we're going to start from the bottom left and we'll work our way over. But immediately we see Wolverine back in his tiger stripe outfit. That looks great. 
you know, I think Wolverine is playing a major part in Fall of the House of X and Rise of the Powers of Ten. Let's see how everything goes there. Our God Queen Jean Grey is sitting there on what appears to be a Krakoan bench, which is also shaped like a gate. But, you know, the gate doesn't look like it's actually active. So maybe gates and Krakoan technology are just not going to be what it was in the Krakoan age. But our God Queen will return, it would seem. And she's still going to be wearing that Hellfire Gala Year 2 outfit as a main costume. It looks good here. By the way, I can be sold on, on it if this is how it's going to look. If Mark and Richard are going to be illustrating her like this, I'm sold. Cyclops is there man-spreading, <laughs> holding G's knee. They look really hot. They're such a cute couple. I really, you know, I, I know I'm always team Scott and Emma, but this image in particular puts a smile on my face. I think Jean and Scott look really cute here. Yeah, Wolverine's not sitting with them. I just wonder if they're not going to lean into the thruple thing anymore, but... Hey, we'll see. Omega Red is there looking extremely sinister. It's like, ooh, Omega Red, what are you what are you up to? Um, and then we have Nightcrawler underneath him and Polaris next to him. Polaris, where's your coffee? But you know what's great? You know who's here? Sam Guthrie. And he looks to be alive. Alive and well. So congratulations. Yay, Sam Guthrie shocker we thought you were gonna stay dead but it looks like you're gonna remain alive and you're gonna come back to life and by the way you should have died in the first place because your powers are uh, your powers make you invincible when you're fired up and you're also like uh, immortal external whatever you you also have immortality and you can't be killed then we have sunfire there and we have domino and we have psylocke and then there's Shadowcat with a k and then we have Frenzy and Exodus, or Exodius, as Hammy likes to call him. Mystique is there, and we knew Mystique was going to be coming back. Magneto, again, we've just been talking about Magneto. Kid Cable, I'm glad he got out of Orcus's clutches, because we saw him right before the Hellfire Gala, and he was captured. Firestar, which I hope she is cleared. Juggernaut, which, by the way... I guess Juggernaut won the X-Men vote. And, you know, we haven't really talked about it, but our polling did not have Juggernaut anywhere near the top. But it's fine. If Juggernaut was the one who won, so be it. I wish Marvel would have made a bigger stint of him winning, but he didn't. they did, they did not. And, and then we have Emma kind of going, shh, like that. I, I'm, I'm curious what Emma Frost always has something up her sleeve. That is our that is our Queen Emma. Always something always always plotting for the next step, Emma is. We have Xavier with the beard he's grown out post Hellfire Gala, so I guess we're gonna keep it. And we have Cable next to him. And above Cable we have Sync in his Generation X outfit, which I'm happy to have him in his Generation X outfit. And this is interesting, right? Because on the left side we have more of the modern looking characters. You know, I think Sync is the first character that is in one of his retro costumes. You can argue that Cable is as well. Him and Deadpool look like they are from their 90s, you know, heydays. But from the left of Xavier, everyone seems to be in their more modern Krakoan age. And then to the right, they are, they are hashtag TBTs. They are all throwbacks. So... Is this going to be the other side of these characters? Are they going to, you know, reboot younger versions or earlier versions of themselves? 
you may have forgotten because this hasn't really truly been implemented except for Ben Percy when he's talking about that Beast has only backed up his Avengers uh, persona or self that when you resurrect you can choose to resurrect a different iteration of yourself so you know the working rumor was that Jean was wearing her marvel girl outfit because she backed up an earlier version of herself that was pre-phoenix we know that's not the case of course but are these characters going to have different backups of from different times in their lives who knows but right side of this image are you know x-men of the past or iterations of these characters from the past Oh, we have Cable and we have Deadpool. You know what? Jury's out on on Cable. Cable can be, you know, it could it could be it could be Cable of today or it could be Cable of the nineties. Who knows? But I definitely think that is a Rob Liefeld style Deadpool. That is obviously a nineties Storm. And I gotta tell you, Storm perfect evolution of the characters having her as Soul Region. Keep Storm as Soul Region. And then we have Bishop there with the longer hair again and like the mullet and the M. And we have Lady Mandarin. So we have Psylocke and Lady Mandarin in this image. That's very interesting. But, you know, right next to Lady Mandarin is Rachel in her hound costume. But again, we saw Rachel in the House of X promo when it initially rolled out by Mark Brooks. And she was in her Phoenix outfit and that went nowhere so i'm taking this with a grain of salt and obviously we know at new york comic con if you engage with us on the instagram page i was wearing the huff rachel summer's jacket and dwight from hasbro was well aware of who she was in her hound costume and was like oh she's missing for marvel legends isn't she and it's like mm, she certainly is so maybe we're gonna get a hound rachel but then we have thunderbird as well and we have a Age of Apocalypse Colossus. Now, is Age of Apocalypse Colossus going to be playing into the new X-Men tease that we got? Shrug. Who knows? But Thunderbird also is there in his outfit when he died. We know he's had a new outfit since Resurrection. We have Dazzler in her Outback era Pride of the X-Men look, which looks amazing. Really love her swag right there. We have Gambit looking very, very cool with Outback era Rogue. Looks great. You can just hear Lenore Zan's voice there. Havoc, as well as Penance in her Generation X outfit. And Laura as X-23. Not Wolverine and not Talon in this. So, you know, what is going on here? Are they backing up earlier versions of these characters? Is this a story that's going to deal with time travel? Let's see. I hope it does. Overall, I'm going to tell you, it's a lot of stuff here. But if there's something that the Krakoan age has taught me is that there's so much being thrown at the wall. And very few of those stuff actually uh, we see come out into fruition in any significant plot. As I mentioned in the previous Mark Brooks cover, we had so many, you know, images easter eggs and things that we were dissecting and they ended up going nowhere so i hope for this image here which it looks great again i'd be happy if everything here meant something i would be really happy with but you know as of right now i think we'll we'll take it as a grain of thought as a grain of salt maybe there's time travel maybe they're backing up earlier versions of the characters who know again as i've said i haven't got any tea on fall of the house of x or rise of the powers of 10 i think what is happening here is that editorial has made its decision the publishing executives have made their decision kirk age 
for whatever reason, the marketing copy is that this is going to be ending. I don't think it's going to be ending because, again, in this image, you kind of see the Kirkland gate not fully powered up, but with the mansion in the background. And it looks like they are back in Westchester. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But, Familia, you tell us, how did you feel about these New York Comic Con reveals? Are you excited for the fall of the House of X and the rise of the Powers of Ten? Or do you want to see the X-Men on Krakoa still? I, I wager most of you are going to say, yes, we want them on Krakoa. Do you want to see them go back in the mansion? I want to see them go back in the mansion. But, again, like as I've said, I think it would be a travesty to put them back at the mansion in 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 in, in Westchester, New York, because once the genie is out of the bottle with Krakoa, you can't get it back in. But leave your thoughts in the comments below. We're going to be talking about New York Comic Con quite a bit this weekend. Hit us up on Instagram. Follow Mr. Scott Free, Michelle Waffle, Otero, Latvian Lad, JT Otero. We have the entire power of x-men familia at new york comic-con and we'll check you guys out later